0: Um, I think I've met everyone here. My name's Matt. Um, really, thank you, Scott, for inviting me to share for a little bit. Um, I'll, I'll warn you guys, most of my experience teaching preaching has been to junior highers and elementary school, so that might show through. I don't know. I'm a little rusty. Um, but don't worry, I'm not going to have you do hand motions or anything like that. <laughs> but I got them ready, just in case. Um, okay, so today, when Scott originally asked me to share... Um, so I was like, okay, what's the... I know we're in the Holy Spirit now. Is that... What about the Holy Spirit do you want me to talk about? He said, whatever you want to talk about, about the Holy Spirit. like, okay, that's a huge loaded topic. Um, and I don't know if you guys are like me at all, but if, if you go to a restaurant and it's the kind of restaurant where you have to pick all the ingredients that you want and they ask you, do you want the onions? Do you want this? I don't like that. I want you to just decide for me and then just give it to me. So I kind of felt like, okay, I have to pick and decide for this, but um, there's a lot of great things uh, to talk about about the Spirit, and so what really was interesting to me on my heart was um, starting with Genesis. So I want to talk about Genesis 1 and 2 to start, and I want to talk about the Spirit as breath to start us off, and then partway through kind of transition a little bit to the Spirit and creation and what it means to be led by the Spirit as we are also called to create as well. And so to start off, um, Genesis 1, verse 1 and 2, right at the beginning, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So here we see it's about the who that's there. We see God and we see the Spirit. So there's this attention to both who is present for this. Um, The word that's used for spirit here and throughout the Old Testament is the Hebrew word ruach, which is the same word for wind, for life, breath. Um, so God breathes his spirit and brings life and creation. Um, breath, wind, spirit, ruach kind of means all of these, not to be confused with earth, wind, fire. That's <laughs> maybe spirit inspired, but not, not where we're going to go. Um, but let's talk a little bit just about breath naturally and what, what that looks like. So breath is, um, it's both an involuntary and, an, and a voluntary nervous system in our bodies. So that means that you can think about it and you can change how you inhale, exhale, you can focus on it. And also, if you're not thinking about it at all, you're still going to breathe, hopefully. That's still happening to keep you alive, um, which I think is interesting um, when we're looking at this metaphor of breath and the spirit and how we interact with it um, the, I, think, I think Scott had mentioned in the first message about how the spirit holy Spirit is often of the Godhead, the Father, Spirit, and the son the, the one part that we tend not to talk about as much, um, depending on maybe the tradition that you 're in, but I think, I think part of that is that we don 't know how to relate to spirit or ghost, holy ghost what do we, what do you do with that Son, I get son, I see that naturally um, father, that makes sense, but ghost, I remember Casper, the Holy, not the Holy Ghost, not holy, (laughs) I wasn't allowed to watch it, I don't even know what had happened in it, but I, when I hear Holy Ghost, I think of it, and so I think that maybe plays into why it's harder for us to talk about Holy Spirit, and the person of the Holy Spirit, and how we interact with Holy Spirit, um, so I think breath is a beautiful metaphor for spirit, and I want to just kind of continue on that a little bit, um, yeah, I don't think it's any mistake that God uses this this metaphor of spirit as how we interact with him as spirit. Um, breath work has been a really popular method for de-stressing, meditating. If you are anywhere in the health and fitness world space, Instagram, people are talking about breath in some aspect. There's popular books about it. It's been part of... Uh, yoga or meditation, like breath is just focusing on that. And uh, people realize that it impacts your natural state. And when you think about your breath, when you focus on it, we take, I read different numbers, but on average about 22,000 to 26,000 breaths per day. So we're just, it's just constantly happening. And I think that's also interesting when we think about the spirit and how the spirit is present and active as your breath is present and active, that the spirit is there with you Constantly. Um, Have you guys ever heard of the Wim Hof method? Maybe. So there's this guy. He's this Dutch kind of crazy guy. They call him the Ice Man. And he, through the different situations, came up with this way of breathing that can change his state. So he apparently, I I don't know if this is true or not, but he um, climbed Kilimanjaro in shorts. And then I read somewhere that it was Everest, and then I read Kilimanjaro... Sounds like someone's got to get the record straight on that. But all through breath work, and he sits in these ice baths, and scientists are like trying to determine what he does, and he claims it's his breath, this breath work that he does, specific way of breathing to change his state. Um, if you, yeah, interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's true. Apparently, he did a half marathon above the Arctic Circle barefoot. And if you can change th- how your feet feel running a marathon through breathing, I'm all in. Um, yeah. Um, but it just again leads us back to this power of what this physical breath is, and then just it just has me thinking about what that means, how that impacts us in the spiritual um, and i 'm going to try not to take the metaphor too far of breath, but I just think it 's an interesting thing to kind of wrestle with um, Has anyone ever done box breathing you heard of heard of that so box breathing is a, a breathing technique i'm not i 'm no expert so um, you know, take, you know, go learn more about it after, but I think we should practice it a little bit together. So what it is is you take a four-second intentional inhale, hold for four seconds, and then a four-second release, and you do that four times. So if you can through your nose, ideally, if you can't through your nose, like do what you can through your mouth. But I just want to do this together so we can just kind of experience kind of our own breath and kind of be present with it. Um, and then we'll kind of move on from there. But if you guys want, I'll kind of guide us through it. So it'll be just, I'll I'll say start, and we'll do one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So I'll, I'll lead you guys through it. But just sit, calm, peace, and we'll and we'll and we'll try it. Okay, you guys, good, good to try it. Okay, all right, ready? And inhale, one, two, three, four, and hold, one two, three, four, and exhale one, two, three, four. and inhale one, two, three, four and hold one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four. and inhale one, two, three, four. and hold one, two, three, Four and exhale, one, two, three, four, and one more inhale, one, two, three, four, and hold. One, two, three, four, and exhale. One, two, three, four. Feels good, doesn't it? Just kind of focus on the breath and what's there. And you might be saying, why why are we doing this? Holy Spirit, breath doing some breath work, I think that there's something here in this parallel of of to stop and to breathe and to think about the spirit as close as your breath that you're breathing and experiencing and you're feeling, while you also have, there's some natural things happening to calm and stress, the spirit also is moving in the same way. And if we, when we're thinking about how to interact with the spirit, I think this is helpful in understanding that. There's a peace that comes um, through that. What I found to be pretty fantastic is to combine a prayer and worship session with some sort of breathing exercise like that. It's like just... It's kind of like when you do your devotions with coffee and you're like, oh, I I feel inspired, and part of it's the caffeine. I think that the breath piece is also very, very nice to do. (laughs) Um, If you've lived... Kind of a life in the spirit. I think Hannah talked about this a little bit of how she's been blessed to to grow up in the spirit, and I and I just couldn't help but think about this idea of focusing on your breath and breath work as kind of living in that presence and that spirit that's there with you. Um, it provides you the energy that you need to live. Um, yeah. So on the same on the same side of so we have breath and it's powerful, but the same at the same time we can get so familiar with it and so used to it that you don't even think about it. And I think, again, the Spirit is constantly, Holy Spirit is at work whether we realize it or not, and that's almost like that involuntary. And we might take um, a series like this and focus on the work of the Holy Spirit, and it's like we're doing a little breathing exercise. We're like, oh, we're just going to intentionally focus on the Spirit, Um, which I think is is a powerful thing to do, and there are seasons to do that. Um, do you guys remember, maybe, maybe not, uh, 2000s, in 2006, early 2000s, there were the NUMA videos that Rob Bell did. Anyone? I'm going to bring it back. Don't worry, we're talking 2006 Rob Bell, not current. So if you, I won't go there. But uh, there's a really good, really he did these really cool video series back in the early 2000s. They were popular with home groups and churches and youth groups and things like that. But I recommend checking this one out. It's called Breath. Shocker. fits Fits with this. But He points out the story of Moses and the burning bush and about how Moses goes into into the holy ground and and he says, you know, after everything's happened, he says, who uh, who do I call, what do I call you when I go back to tell them who is going to save them? He says, I am that I am. So he doesn't even give a name. And so Rob Bell in this video kind of points out the fact that in, in Hebrew tradition, there were, we get the word Yahweh for God. But then if you look back At The original letters for that didn't have vowels. And so this is obviously translated into our current English, but Y-H-V-H. There's no vowels there. Um, In some Hebrew traditions, there's evidence that they didn't even say the name of God. They would just say nothing. Like, they would even, like, it's too sacred to even say the name. And so in this video, he kind of makes the case that yod He vah is like breathing. So yod He vah it's this breath. It's the, this idea that God's spirit is on our breath, whether we realize it or not, whether we, you know, even say that we believe in him. There is an element of, of the spirit of God just in the breath of everyone. His, his presence is there, and it's coming through. Um, yeah, the breath of God is on your lips, whether you want it there or not. Okay. Take a big breath. Okay. I'm going to kind of transition a little bit. Still in this realm, but I want to go back to Genesis 1 um, and talk about creation and kind of pivot into um, how the Spirit of God is active in creative work. Um, in Genesis 1 and 2, it says the Spirit hovered over the water. Um, the message translation, which I which I really like, um, the way Eugene Peterson kind of paints different pictures and gives you a different perspective. This one kind of threw me off a little bit when I first read it. It said, God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. And it's kind of like, okay, Eugene, what is going on? The spirit brooded like a bird. I had to look that up. Um, and the first definition I found of brooded was to think deeply about something that makes one unhappy. And so I was like, I don't know, was the spirit not happy? Maybe there's this kind of like... You know, tension in creation, and that could be that. But then I found a second definition that says brooding could be a bird that sits on an egg to hatch them. So, this idea of the spirit as an incubator, that the Holy Spirit was there at at the presence, or at the, when they're over the abyss, over nothing present, uh, preparing creation to come forth, for these eggs to hatch, that is creation. I thought that was like a beautiful. Beautiful way to think about it that the Spirit just kind of hovers over that. So, as I continue on in the Holy Spirit being active in creation, um, I want to jump over to Exodus 35, verse 30 through 35. So, you can follow along if you want to. It's not super long, so I'm happy to read through it. Um, but where we're going with this is Moses is getting ready, he's getting everything ready to build the tabernacle. So, um, I'll just read here, 35, 30 to 35. Moses said to the Israelites, See, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of artistic crafts, and he has given both him and Oliab, son of Ashemach, the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others. He has filled them with the skill to do all kinds of work as engravers, designers, embroiderers, in blue, purple, scarlet yarn, and fine linens and weavers, all of them skilled workers and designers. Whew. okay. The Spirit of God came upon Bezalel to create. And it doesn't, doesn't necessarily tell us if... Bezalel already had these skills. I kind of assume that he was already a craftsman, that it's more likely that he didn't just, not that the Spirit couldn't just come upon and give someone this craftsman-like skill, but I think he probably was already in this type of work previously. Um, but the Spirit still partners with him for this creation, to build the temple, to the place where the Spirit of God was going to be and to, and to, um, be expressed. Um, So he partnered with the Holy Spirit to bring something new into the world, and he was ready to do it, and he jumped in. Um, And I think that this creative partnership is something that all of us are called into in some fashion, in some way, um, probably different in different seasons, but you guys are called to be creators and to create things. Um, And it's going to look different for everyone. Um, Maybe you're actually an artist by the more traditional Term, or maybe you bring things to life in different ways. Maybe it's um, you know through a retail job. Maybe it's through trades. Maybe it's through customer service as a teacher, raising a child. There's so many ways that you can bring new ideas, new things. Maybe whether it's physical, tangible, or maybe it's um, emotional ideas, things. There's so many things that we are called to create, and I believe that the Spirit, who was present at the, the first creation of anything is also present with us as we begin to create and to make things. And I believe that not only is he there with us, but He's drawing, he wants to draw us into that and to lead us into that. And as Scott even alluded to earlier in a different message, that he's not going to force us into it, but he will lead us. And so we have the opportunity to be creators um, as the Spirit is still creating. Um, all of creation was called good, and we are an extension of this. And so it is good that we are here and that we are active in God's creation. And I think it's exciting that we get to partner with him. Um, When we create, we reflect our creator who made us. We see a beautiful sunset or a mountain or something like that that reflects God. And you're probably not going to build a mountain yourself, but you can make something that reflects his beauty back to the world as well. Um, there's an author, a theologian that I, I really enjoy. His name's Paul Pastor. Um, and he wrote in his book, The Face of the Deep, which I really recommend. It's a great Holy Spirit type book. Um, like Holy Spirit type, meaning it's about the Holy Spirit. Not, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not those Holy Spirit types. Um, <clears throat> but uh, he says Humans are innate creators. There is no place we go in the world that we don't leave our mark the mark of human culture. And I think what's interesting about this is that mark can be positive, and it also, as we have seen, can be negative. Um, You know, we all have seen how someone creates something that does damage or causes pain uh, or hurts others, whether intentionally or not intentionally. Um, And I think that as as we journey with Holy Spirit, he's leading us to this more of a restoration of creation. Um, that craft and creativity cannot be separated from our experience as worshipers. Um, the idea of Holy Spirit being there with the, the abyss, the nothingness, which is kind of hard to grasp, the nothingness. I don't know why I picture the ocean because there's something there with that, but it kind of is this turmoil piece. And that out of that, we create good, and, and good things come. Um, <clears throat> So again, maybe your creative work doesn't look, maybe you don't consider yourself a creative person and this is still for you to to, to be led by the spirit and to think of that. Um, that's kind of one of my challenges to us today is how how are you being called to partner with the spirit in creating things? Um, yeah, even if, you're, even if your current craft or career or whatever you're doing isn't where you want to stay, there are lots of opportunities in your current place today to be, to partner with the spirit to bring that creativity to life. Um, when we, even in the mundane things, there's there's opportunities to partner with the creative to create. And it doesn't have to be extravagant. Um, you, you might think, oh, I'm going to write a book. Well, maybe you just need to write a few sentences. Maybe it just needs to be a little bit to kind of get, get the juices flowing. Um, there's a bigger story that we are a part of. There's this redemptive arc, the big story of 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 God restoring all things. And this is a, a, a place where we can play a part. Um, Paul pastor in his book, face of the deep talks about how God didn't have to invite us into partner to create with him. It'd be a lot cleaner if he didn't. Right. But the fact that um, he did is a sign of love that, that love is at the core of this, that he wants us to, to join in with him. Um, you were made, you were made to make things. Right. Um, Have you guys ever started something new? You're like, oh, I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to start a project. Maybe, you know, you're at at your computer and you have just the the blinking line. You don't know, okay, where am I going to even start with this? Um, Have you noticed that usually that's a great opportunity to start doing the dishes or the laundry or, like, have a snack? Like, there is a resistance to creating new things, to bringing something new to life. Um, And again... The spirit as it as it joins in with us can help us pull through that resistance um, it 's a lot easier just to sit and consume in fact we all you know we 've all seen the or maybe not all of us but the the social dilemma about social media and how it 's easy to, to consume and that essentially these these companies these tech companies want to make as little friction as possible for you to continue to consume and this is not me saying get off social media, but maybe think about are we consuming more than we're creating? Um, are we not putting anything out? Are we just allowing things to kind of happen as they are? Um, you know, some, kind of something to think about in that realm that as we're called as people who followed, follow Jesus and partner with the Spirit, what are you creating? What are you bringing to life? Or are you just letting it carry you? Are you letting the world make its mark on you? Or are you making a mark in the world? Um, and and maybe that resistance, maybe if we do go back to the original, not original, but the de- definition of brooding as, uh, you know, the, the spirit ch- maybe not being satisfied with what's there and wanting to push through, maybe like childbirth, there's a resistance that has to be pushed through before something beautiful comes out. Maybe there's something to that as well. Um, creating is an act of faith. So... As we step out in faith, when you make something new, you don't know that it's going to work. So it might, it might not look like you envisioned in your mind. It might not work. The, the process that you invented for your workplace might actually make things worse. And that's part of the process, is you have to step out and give it a try. And that's where the Spirit is going to meet you. You also have to do some practice. Uh, if we look back at Bezalel in, in the Old Testament, like I said, we don't know for a fact that he wasn't already a craftsman, but he probably had some really bad uh, stone jobs that he did when he first started out. Like it's, He probably just wasn't just there and like, oh, cool, the Holy Spirit just made it so I can be an excellent craftsman all of a sudden. We don't typically see that. Again, the Spirit's capable, but doesn't tend to be the, the, the direction that um, we see people go. It's that they put in some sort of Practice. They they step out in faith and say, "You know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to do. It. I'm going to put myself out there a little bit." And when you do that, when you put yourself out there, but you're also living in that Holy Spirit presence and that breath, there's something extra that you have. Even if it doesn't work out, you still you have an extra grace for it to to move forward and to bring new things into the world. Um, yes jumped around in my notes so now i'm good um there's a local filmmaker uh that i really like his name's levi allen and he has a saying that goes um life is better when you make stuff and it's so simple but i just love it because it's just like yeah life is better when you make stuff not just for the one who makes it but also for those that get to experience it um and are impacted by it so i you know life is better when you make stuff so let's get out and make some stuff Um, so that's kind of where I'm going to wrap it up, is that life is better when you make stuff. I think the Spirit is calling us to create and to bring new things, whatever that looks like, um, You know, whether it is traditional art, music, writing, or if it's something else outside of the... I want you to think outside of the box. Maybe ask the Holy Spirit, what are you wanting to partner with me to create and to bring into the world? Where, where are you speaking to me to speak to, to reflect God's creation here in, in whatever thing that it is. And it might look different in different seasons. And there's also seasons, and not to go down a different topic path, but there's also seasons to not make stuff. Sabbath is intentionally not making stuff. And so don't burn yourself out. Don't go the other direction. But I think that that encouragement of God is calling you to create and to bring newness into the world um, and um, I would encourage us that we would stop and listen to our breaths, to pay attention to your breathing and be reminded that the Spirit of God is closer than the breath you feel lifting your lungs. So no matter where you go, no matter what is happening, the Spirit is there, that yod he Va, He's on your, on your lips. Yahweh is there. Um, Holy Spirit is there. Um, so with that, I'm just going to pray for us, and then the band can come up. Um, Lord God, we just thank you that your spirit is with us, that your spirit was there for creation and that you breathed your life into the world and that you continue to breathe on us. Um, I ask that that you would help us to see the areas that we can contribute and to create new things, um, that we would partner with you in creating and, and restore um. In your, your, your story of restoring the world, that we want to partner with you in that. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are as close as our next breath. Um, and we just ask that we would live um, realizing that and noticing that and continue to, to live in your presence. And we just thank you, God, in your name. Amen.